What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What Now podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, along with my buddy, Dr. Zach Thompson. We have an awesome, awesome episode for you guys. Today, we have a super special guest, Dr. Tony Ebel, Dr. T, the PX Kids Cairo on Zoom with us today. Super excited to have you on, Zach. Let's get yeah. the intro. Yeah, super, super blessed and excited to have the Gary V of chiropractic, as I like to think of him, <laughs> Dr. Tony Ebel. Uh, quick bio from, from Tony. He's uh, the owner of PwC Chiropractic, which he and his wife, Christina, founded in 2007 with one CA. Uh, just as a shout out to Tony Feels Old, that was when I graduated fifth grade. Uh, now, 15 years Let's later, go. he's serving, he and his team are serving 1,200 patients a week with a team of seven docs about to be eight, 10 plus CAs and seeing neurointensive patients coming to see us from all over the US and now other countries as well, which is huge. He and his wife, Christina, they have four kids, Addison, Oliver, uh, is it Elena? Yep, yep. Elena uh, and Emily with 35 chickens, five goats, <laughs> two mini donkeys and 20 and a half acres of a little farm to take care of. He started PX in 2020, so just three years in. God's been huge in helping them grow to nearly 1,000 active members, almost 500 PX certified docs via their PEDS course and program with Life University and their www.pxdocs.com parent plus public-facing website just hauled past 50,000 views each month and is well on its way to 100,000 and then 1 million. Uh, we also asked Tony what he got for Father's Day, since this is two days after, and he got a stress ball from Elena to squeeze when he does his <laughs> online food ordering via Uber Eats or DoorDash, because they said it's the only time, this is very impressive, the only time Dr. Tony gets stressed is when he is online food ordering. Um, and so we're super, super excited to have you on, uh, and I can relate, DoorDash and Uber Eats is just so stressful, so stressful. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tony. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I uh, I I don't check my HRV during the the online. You know, Instacart is the same thing. You know, you you hope for the best, but usually it's just you know it's a disappointment in the end. But but we come back to it. You know, so yeah. For sure. Thanks. For thank sure. you for having me, gentlemen. I I love this. You know, been blessed to to jam with you guys from the beginning. When you gave the intro, one, I put all the chickens in there. I just wanted to see if you would read that part, and then two. <laughs> When you said fifth grade graduation, I just had a picture of, 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 you know, half grown Dr. Zach walking across the stage in his miniature Lulu pants, getting his oh, yeah. fifth grade you know, <laughs> diploma. Cause I know just like me, brother, man, you love your Lulu for sure. We've had that chat. <laughs> I can be athletic and business all at the same time. Can't beat it. That's hey, right. You, you could do chores in Lululemon. I don't think oh, most farmers rock Lulu, but it, I'm not really a farmer anyway, so fake farmers, you know. So are rock you rocking Carhartt then on the on the farm? Are you legit? I am. I, I I grew up straight farming, like actual farming, cattle farm, hog farm, corn, you know, back when Carhartt was for farmers instead of, <laughs> you know, jobless people in coffee shops. That's, that's exactly. 
So, so yeah, I wore it for its real purpose. And now when I wear it, I'm like, ah, people are going to think I'm just chilling at a coffee shop all day. If I wear this card. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be on brand. You got to be on brand. Yeah. Totally. Not that you have much free time to be at the coffee shop. We know you're a caffeine <laughs> guy. So yeah, we're, we're excited to, to dive into it. Uh, Spencer, you want to fire away with the first question? Yeah, Dr. Tony. Well, kind of give us a little bit of your background. I know that you were, you're from Iowa, correct? Yeah. 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 So give us yes. a little bit of your background, um, a brief synopsis of, of uh, where you came from all the way up to like where you're at now and where you want to go. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, um, as my forehead wrinkles progress, fellas, it means, you know, been at it for a hot minute <laughs> or lots of hot minutes now. So uh, yeah, total, just a, a small town kid from Iowa, which I think has everything to do with my family practice and 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 pediatric and just kind of helpfulness um, obsession. Grew up in a big family, loved it. Didn't didn't say the word chiropractic for twenty years, you know. And um, what happened for me with the chiropractic space, which has a lot to do with why I love science. Um, I was a full ADHD sensory kid growing up, had the blessing of not knowing that, you know, had the blessing of growing up a generation ago and in a small town. So there was no pressure for like, hey, you're broken. You need this label. You need this medication, which is pressure, you know, that hit a certain generation. And now parents are, are swinging it back to our side. We can get into that later. <laughs> so I went to do this um, job uh, assignment for some class. Put it off to the last minute. My buddy's uncle was a chiropractor. I'm talking literally like that day I had to book it. And he's like, dude, my uncle will probably let you shadow. I think he's, I think chiropractors are doctors, maybe, kind of, sort of, you know, that might fit. Shadow mm -hmm. this dude, loved it. He loved his job. Patients loved being there. He was working with his hands. He was having a blast. He was crazy successful, you know, and, and just happy. And so like that whole mix, you know, like all of those ingredients just, seemed to spit out like, well, that would be an awesome life. So looked it up online way back in my time. The only school that popped up on the, the Yahoo search. Jeez, I'm old. Um, Palmer landed at Palmer, fell in love with chiropractic through science. Cause I just really, really love science. And, and I had to, you know, like we all do in school, I had to fight to actually get the science of chiropractic. So right. I got to learn from the Dr. Chestnuts and the Dr. Murphy's and Dr. Fletcher's of the world. So I kind of had this clean path through really strong philosophy, science, Gonstead training for adjusting, had a CA job. I, I wanted to learn more about chiropractic, had never been adjusted. And uh, so I took a CA job in undergrad and getting to it, getting through it here, I then um, just just fell in love with pediatrics because met Christina in undergrad. We had a baby two weeks before we graduated, just in case starting a practice wasn't going to be crazy <laughs> enough. We, we, we thought we'd throw Addison in the mix. And so my startup for chiropractic, which is most pertinent to this, this awesome podcast, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, serve pregnant moms, kids, and families. And I'd spent eight years and all that money getting zero trading. To actually be able to do it right so i ended up with multiple coaches and multiple programs i went through which was a perfect path for me and and now we've we've built px to make a path instead of kind of having to run around like a chicken with my head cut off like i was so i had a business coach but their business of chiropractic was very back pain neck pain and insurance and rehab so i took mm -hmm. what i needed to from there i took all this pediatric training a lot of it sent me sideways but i pulled the good out of it Basically, everybody, I, I took those two worlds, you know, different coaching and programs together 
And it probably took me five, six, seven years or whatever the number was to, to actually streamline it and, and farmer it together. And all of a sudden I woke up one day and it was like, dang, this is truly the practice of my dreams. And, you know, it's subluxation based. It's all families and kids. It's all cash. It's really successful, giving my family a great life. And obviously in the mix of all that is, is Oliver, just his traumatic birth and everything I had been studying and doing. God just sent us him for clarification and um, probably just flat out multiplication, right? Just being like, this is, this is what you're doing. The one thing, not all the things. Chiropractors get caught up in all the things. Um, <laughs> and Oliver just clarified the one thing for me. Can you, would you mind diving in just for the listeners that may have not know or have heard of Oliver's story and the way that's, that's come about over the last several years? Yeah. So early on 2008, so second year of practice, I, just cause I loved the science stuff. Right. And I was starting to learn about birth trauma and dysautonomia and, and all the things that you guys have learned from me. Right. And, and all the, the subluxation model, I think I honestly put it into a PowerPoint to make sense of it myself. And that's actually a good hack for everybody. Like if you're brain is making sense of things. It, it, it can't stop thinking of something, whether it's science or a strategic plan for your business or whatever. Like you just need to get to a, a space. You need to get to a coffee shop with your laptop or, or a pen and a paper. Right. And you just need to map this thing out step by step. So I built this perfect storm workshop, never knowing it would be my number one practice grower, right. Turning this into a pediatric chiropractic workshop. Um, and, and then we'd turn it obviously loose on social media. So I had put together the fact that it's not really gluten, casein, and red dye number 40 that is destroying lives, which is what every most people in the natural health space certainly isn't genetics. It's subluxation, it's birth trauma, it's then dysautonomia, and it sets all this in motion. I just blueprinted the science, and then Oliver had a traumatic birth, a really fast birth whiplash injury right in front of my eyes um, to his brainstem, not breathing, helicopter ride, you know, from one hospital to another, six weeks in the NICU and was supposed to not make it. And if he did, brain damage, his MRI had brain damage, his EEG had severe, what's called burst suppression seizures where the, the brain seizes. He would seize for about, you know, six to eight seconds. And then his brain would go dormant in a protective response. And Oliver had medicine that saved him because they're great at putting out fires. And then he had me who was an already trained, ready to take care of kids chiropractor. So there's a mentorship lesson in that with Oliver and um, just adjusted him two, three, four, five times a day, all the way through that. And the dude left the hospital, perfectly clear EEG, perfectly clear MRI off every medication and a bunch of, you know, Harvard trained experts looking at me like, what? did you just do? And I'm like, I was in here for six weeks telling you morons all about disaffrontation. You didn't listen. Your head's up your sacrum, you know? So uh, that, yeah, that's Oliver. He's 14. Jack that's is 5'10". He's, yeah. he's a pretty solid yeah. hooper now too, right? Killing it. Shoots hoops. He's just got a work ethic for days. He gets up. He's probably got 200 shots in by 7am out here on the farm. He runs a five and a half minute mile. I mean, chiropractic kicks ass everyone. And if you Damn. don't just, just fall head in over heels in love with it, you know, I, I never wish a story of personal touch to, you know, whether it be our health or a loved one's health, but mm -hmm. there is something. And I had a mentor tell me this. There is something about chiropractic when a health challenge 
touches you that closely and then chiropractic restores it that fully there's something to that right you know yeah. it's just it just is what it is and you don't have to wait for it my 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 thing and you guys know this my thing is to prepare for it not wait for it and then be like oh i'll let mm -hmm. that be my catalyst be your own damn catalyst so that when oliver arrives on your doorstep whether he's a patient or your child or your uncle you're ready that's awesome, yep. that's awesome. <clears throat> i what think was the... go ahead Spencer. I was just going to say, I think that uh, your story of Oliver and uh, the way that it um, shifted the tone in your life, right, because obviously it does, um, is one of the biggest reasons why like you are, for me, at least so easily to resonate with because of my mom's spinal cord injury. Like when you say, you know, medicine saved him, like it's so big, right? And my why for my practice is just so much bigger. And so that's why I think it's been so easy for me to just like dive head over heels, like and face first into PX uh, is because that why is like so deeply rooted and it touches closer to home than say like, you know, oh, I just had some back pain playing football right. or something like that. It's like really a life or death situation, or it's really like a, um, you know, I can either go this way or that way. And it's like, you know, there, there's an actual answer that God's body, uh, that God's creation is all perfect and all healing. And so there's so much potential in that. Um, yeah. kind of what I wanted to ask you in follow up to that story is how did you feel that that shifted your mindset, your personality, um, your perspective? Like, where did you feel like after Oliver's story, how did you change, notice the tone of your life change? Yeah, that's actually a super easy and pretty succinct answer. It it just made everything else matter less. So if you think of it almost kind of like, uh, you know, you're choosing a direction to go and, and you have multiple options, that's what crushes chiropractic. For some reason, we have multiple options. You could do this functional, you know, we don't even need to go through the list, right? Like <laughs> there's so many non-chiropractic options for chiropractors. It's super weird. Mm -hmm. And I loving learning and loving health and not having any of this growing up, I was attracted to all of it in my early stage, right? And so what Oliver gave was that clarification of a very narrow direction. And so it was almost like all the other pieces just fell off the game board and I only needed to play one game for the rest of my life. And I know that was really pivotal for me because I do have that ADHD entrepreneur, you know, work mm -hmm. where I was like, I could do seven things at once and actually probably enjoy it. So that was what, that was the biggest pivot shift for me. And so for everybody listening, like it doesn't need to be, we don't wish you to put Spencer doesn't wish your to be your mom. Right. And, and I don't wish it to be your son. When you have a family practice, God called you to be a chiropractor. You care that much about your patients. You need one patient to have ridiculously miraculous results with chiropractic. And if you're paying attention, that will grab you and pull you and away you go. Right. Very right. true. And it's so, I mean, having that ability to step away is so big. And, and going off that, one thing I've started to notice being a year and a half post-graduation is that. I think a lot of chiropractors without the experience decide to niche down immediately. And so for you, you had that experience where you, you know, I know you've talked about it. You were seeing back pain, Bob, and you were kind of seeing yeah. everyone. And then you have that experience with Oliver. And now it's like, Oh wait, no, this is what I need to do to niche down and go that direction. So you've, you've had multiple experiences without having to yeah. decide in your first semester, second semester of school. Oh wait, I'm going to be this, this pediatric chiropractor. So you were able to do everything um, without having to, to pick. And I think that's huge yeah, having that experience. 
That's genius, brother, man. That's a great insight to share because you, you owe it to yourself to take the action to earn that experience and everything is earned, right? Good, bad, and everything in between. And so the way you can, you can really, you know, swim upstream and make that happen. And you two are great examples of this and continue to do it to today. And I find, you know, you got more clarity, more clarity. That's your job on break from school. Okay. <laughs> Even in chiropractic school, there's plenty of time to go bowling, play softball and drink IPAs. Like it's just real, you know, <laughs> like you, you got time sure. to have fun, but when you're, when you're, when you've got the space, go to every kind of office and every kind of seminar possible there. Most of the seminars are going to let you in as a student for free or cheap or whatever, like just go get all those experiences. And that's exactly what I did ahead of time as much as possible was test it out, you know, and, and it really wasn't for me, like taking care of athletes, which is what I thought my whole chiropractic school. I mean, I took like ART seminar. I, I was the antithesis of a pediatric chiropractor, right? I, I played sports growing up and that's kind of my first chiropractic thing was my shoulder. And I got into it and I was like, Ugh. for me, I was like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> no thanks. You know, and what, what, what's the next option? Right. But I know that. And, and that's what makes me, I always tell the team, I'm like, that's, that's what makes me so effective for people who are wired like me within pediatric chiropractic. And so annoying for those that aren't because um, I know what I'm talking about, because I had all these experiences, I'm not speaking when I contrast, you know, maybe having like a integrated, obviously the PX program and our certification is way different than the other pediatric chiropractic certifications that so bring in true. a ton of non, non chiropractic. I speak from experience, which is why we named the company, the pediatric experience, not from theory. So Zach, great point. Everyone out there, if you're like, I'm listening to this and these guys, and I want to know my niche and I want to know my one thing, but I don't know it yet. As long as you're paying attention and you're putting in the effort to gather enough varied experiences, one will, it's like you're at the eye doctor exam and it's like, what's better, seven or eight, eight or nine, you know, soon enough, that <laughs> dial is going to get real yeah. clear. That's yours. Right. And as someone that very has true. to wear contacts until I get LASIKs, I relate to that. Very much, very much. Uh, one one thing I wanted to, to go down, and this I'm sure could be a really long conversation, but while you were describing building out PWC, you had mentioned it was five to seven years before you really had it streamlined. What was that mm. process like both in the business, but also at home for you and Christina? And talk mm. our, or talk about to our listeners how mentally uh, that was and how you had to really see the vision through. Okay, you got it. Um, I, I think I see, I see the, re, I see the answer to that one for us, brother, man. I see those first seven years with, um, kind of different layers of, of experiences and lessons. Number one, the whole time I've had a blast. I've had fun. So chiropractic even applied to, you know, athletes with back pain and CrossFitters and, and a lot of my first foray into practice chiropractic kicks ass no matter where you spin it. And so like people just get ridiculous results. Like chiropractic is just, you got to earn your way to being good at it. You got to do a care plan. You got to know how to adjust primaries and, and get results. But if you just get your job done and apply it to anyone. So the first couple of years was a blast. And the second thing with that, it, you, you can be really successful as a chiropractor, really financially successful. Whoever told you it's a struggle, whoever told you it's difficult, they are wrong. They are lying. Let, let their experience be theirs and ignore it. Never listen to them. The My probably biggest super strength is just like ignoring idiots. Um, and, and just, <laughs> it's like... 
I just don't listen, you know? Um, anyways, so you can be really and really successful without a lot of complication. Our business model is actually simple, even in, you know, non-pediatric spaces. So I also, we had a great life. Now, Christina and I, I grew up in a farm family. Her parents are first um, generation Croatian immigrants who grew up on the south side of Chicago. Her dad was a machinist who built his own company out of his garage when he had four kids and was 23 years old. So wow. long story short, like we only know hustle and love hustle. Like there's no whining in any of us. There's no, you know, wussiness in any of us. <laughs> like we love hustling and we also enjoy we've never missed a vacation when we're with our kids we are fully present kicking ass living life with our kids so it was a blast that that would be my early experience then the things that led so i never have been upset in practice like i've always had fun i now have more fun in the second phase because what i learned in those first couple of years is that dealing with athletes messing around with rehab or the pediatric version of that is like um, neurointegrative exercises, primitive reflexes, nutrition, like messing around with anything else other than taking care of kids, pregnant moms and families in a subluxation based neural model. So what I needed to do is just kind of weed the garden a little bit. Uh, for me, that would be, you know, perfect for others. So I just needed to filter out things out of the practice that were less enjoyable and clear room for the things that were just max enjoyable and impactful for us. And so that included insurance, that included, you know, some of the traditional um, uh, patients that included doing anything other than adjusting and, and scans. And so that's what that first seven years was just really um, having fun, having a blast, building a big life the whole time. Like we always, always made time for each other, made time for the kids. I have real clear lines of demarcation in my schedule, like the old farmer adage is be where your boots are. And I'm always, when my adjusting boots are on, fully present, having a blast. When my dad boots are on, fully present, having a blast. And so, um, yeah, that would be kind of the overview of those first experiences. Nice. So where, um, after you, now you're saying like you're in this like second phase of practice, like where do you see uh pwc going next and yeah. like um as you transition and your practice grows like what is your role starting to evolve into versus those first couple years because you know um as we are quickly learning right you have to delegate right and uh <laughs> amplify our systems you know um, and you have a huge team so talk to us about like yeah. what your role is going into the future and like where your mindset is for that yeah, dude. The only thing when we were going through the startup course with you and and all that, the only thing, Spencer, you were slaying it. You were just batting a thousand, and then you didn't hire a CA right away. And I was like, "Come on, bro, that's the <laughs> oh, only, dude. It's the only swing, the only swing in the mist." And look at you shake your head now. You're like, "Damn, that's the one thing Tony said to do that I didn't do." Uh, I, yeah, I said that to Zach on a previous episode. I'm like, "Dude, I did not hire early enough, man." Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, I, you and I, you and I both were, were hounding him. We're like, "You got to do it. You got to do it." <laughs> And it it is the surest move to speed of growth with less stress. But we, we can circle back to that one. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I actually, without a doubt, I know that God now has me in the third phase of the practice is probably the fairest way to say it. So now that we have the model cleaned up and, and clarification on that, and then built it in a really, really big way. Now I know where I am in this third phase and where I want to go next. And so the third phase, and this will be there for all of us. The third phase is leadership. 
So it's building a team and leading a team because way early, as you guys are experiencing, you already can't do everything way early. You don't have a prayer of doing everything for the business for that later on. And so we go from, I think the three phases of Cairo development, just soup, giving, giving just real, real, you can't miss it terms to it. So, you know, the, the, the process of development, your first job is just clinical. It's just certainty and clinical, get patients better, right? Learning how to do the job of a chiropractor. Your second job then when you go into practice is marketing and, and getting patients in the door and converting, you know, marketing and communication. So you mm -hmm. master that art. The third one is leadership. It's a wild journey, fellas, because you're like, oh, good, got that one. Whew, take a breather. No breather. Then the second one is like marketing and communication. You're like, okay, good, I got that. Patients are coming in. It's growing fast. I can take a breather. No breather. All of a sudden, leadership shows on your doormat, and you're like, okay, I got to be a leader. Get to be a leader. I love it. So our vision for PwC is a $10 million clinic. Our vision is um, actually, I know you guys have listened to the last few episodes, super similar. We build a 10 doctor, 20 doctor team, $10 million practice, put a, I'd really like to have the BJ Palmer sanitarium come back mm -hmm. and say, Zach, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and do that and be there for those kids who are medicated and just literally intake them, you know, in-house them into a chiropractic clinic um, and do that. There will be, if I hadn't brought into, if I hadn't been called into teaching other chiropractors, traveling and now doing PX, we would already have eight to 10 locations around Chicago where PwC would still be this six, five, 10,000 square foot, you know, hub mega center in Crystal Lake. But the way it works in metros, you guys have it down there and most everywhere, everybody could come to that place for their one first day one, day two, the scans, the big show. They could come back there once a month for scans and then have adjusting only clinics all around mm -hmm. where we take young docs and it's just open. We have families with our pediatric perfect storm specialty. We have families driving long distances all the time. I, I always joke with the staff, like, does anybody who lives in the zip codes of Crystal Lake actually know that PwC <laughs> is here? Because the rest of the world knows, like we got patients flying in this summer from other yeah. countries. And it's like that. So spreading out yeah. a little bit and just, but that'll be, that'll be two things in one fellas. I don't need to do all that. I'm continuing to raise up leaders on the team. And if we choose, so I'll need leaders to take us to 10 million in one location and I'll need leaders to take us in 10 locations as well. So that doesn't all fall on me. That's amazing. Man, that's, yeah, I think that's a really good way to uh, follow into like my next question. Um, this is, probably the one thing that like, I really wanted to ask you today. Um, when, you, so you hire a bunch of doctors, right? What is the, what are some character traits or what are some personality traits that you find that are common? And like, what, what is the common denominator in pediatric chiropractors versus other chiropractors that you have noticed in your career? You got it. I damn good question. I think the two, I think I see this answer kind of two different two different lists that need to become one because you got to have this ideal associate chiropractor character. Um, you got to nail that one. And then obviously, yes, for pediatrics and family, you know, in our niche, they got to have that too. It's, it's, and I love the way that this is where I'm also very much like Gary Vee, right, Zach. And it's like, <laughs> I love the and answer. I'm so, I, I, I don't like, or people are like, should I do this or that? Well, and, you know, right. the, the Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson answer. And so <laughs> the two lists are this, the ideal associate, amazing chiropractor needs to be one who first 
gets an opportunity to hear the truth from folks like us. And this profession has done a horrible job of telling students and practicing chiropractors of all kinds the truth. And the truth is this. You don't need to run your own clinic and take on all this stress to be wildly impactful and successful. And pretty much every other profession besides us has, you know, people on the company from number two to 2000 live amazing lives, right? And, mm -hmm. and are called to do that. And God has made us different. There's not that many of us who are truly actually entrepreneurial, right? And so you got to get them that truth first and that truth has to resonate with them. So the way I look at that, and I would think about the answer here, Spencer, is you want someone who has an ownership mentality, meaning their mission and, and impact driven so much, but they come right up to the edge of that mentality and then they don't want it. So generally the way you can look at that and, and talk to people is they're more risk averse than a business owner would be. So they're driven like crazy. So I've got a team of them, right? The Mats and the Jackies and the Jakes. And, and so I've got mm -hmm. great case studies to, to know what this human looks like. They are driven out of their eyeballs, just like we are. But for whatever reason, they, they're risk averse more so in terms of like financial investments and those things. They want to be a little more steady Eddie. They don't really want to be the marketing person and, and be that face of the practice. They want to be in it serving, but not outside responsible for the marketing and the branding. And then they don't necessarily want to be in terms of like leading people you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and all that. So you find that character attribute. They're just a humble, they're, they're a servant leader. If I could give you two words to encompass all that, they're a servant leader who isn't, doesn't have to be an entrepreneur out front to, to feel good about themselves. Then peds, you have to have someone who literally has empathy and compassion coming out of their eyeballs. Okay. They cannot be about themselves. Not even a little bit. In a pediatric and a family practice, you have to just have it naturally blueprinted in you that you care. And, and I think the distance has to be a good distance that you care more about others, particularly obviously kids and families, than you do yourself. Now, the coolest thing about that, people always mishear that, right? And there's really, really, this is some great scripture on this as well. You know, in, and I think it's actually C.S. Lewis that says, you know, being humble isn't thinking less of yourself it's thinking of others more. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you still, you know, at your core, you're still obsessed with self-confidence and, and self-growth and, and success. You're not putting that to the side in the name of service and sacrifice. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, you understand the equation goes, the more successful I am, the more impactful I am. So I am driven to be successful. I have KPIs and targets and goals and, um, you know, and, and F-150s, uh, uh, you know, that are, and, and Raptors <laughs> that are out there on, on the list. And because um, I, I get obsessed with it because I know what will come from it. And right. so yep. for pediatrics, I, I really watch out in a pediatric practice. You just just like a mom would with the chiropractor, which is why you can't have it. You just got to have your BS radar up because narcissists can fool you. They can be like, oh no, I'm I'm here to serve. I'm here to do this, and but you can usually smell that real quick, right. real easy when someone right. has a ego instead of humility. Yeah, I think I think I heard it very true. But C.S. Lewis, our former pastor of the church, Spencer and I went to, uh, Earl McLennan. He he said it best. You know, don't confuse your you being humble with false humility. There's no yeah. there's no need to to you know think of yourself less, and that's what hum being humble is. That, that's great. Nailed so it. going going off that in building that team, right? You hire your first associate. You now have seven, about to be eight. 
What is that yeah. like? It's I'm assuming it's not like herding cats because these are very well groomed yep. for lack of better words, highly educated individuals. What is it like on a daily basis yeah. showing up to lead these guys? Yeah, well, thankfully, you know, and this is this is the value of the pediatric experience, right? You guys could attest to this. The the training inside PX basically, it's like it's like 50-50. 50% is me just listing out all the things I screwed up and exactly how I screwed it up. Mm-hmm. So it's like your don't do this list, right? And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of value there. You're gonna save a lot of headspace and money and everything else. And then the other list is like, okay, because we went that direction and ran flat into the wall you know, we got up and went the other direction. And here's what that looks like. So for associates and, and building that, in the beginning, I screwed it up. I had it completely backwards. And um, this is what my mentorship and my training was. This is this is how I was told to do it. Now, I'm also still a different human. I don't blame those mentors and coaches. I paid them and asked them these questions. So I just chose the wrong coach, got the wrong advice, took the wrong action. If I'd have chose better on the front end, I'd have had better outcomes. And so this is what we want to be with PX is just a a good clean choice for those that, that align with. And so what we were told to do was that associates, team members are all driven by math, right? Like as long as you just set these goals and 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 they can hit these bonuses and they can have all this like just super great bonus structure and yada, yada. So everything was about the contract and the salary and the bonuses and the KPIs and, and you know, feed them this... And, and that works for a short amount of, it's like fear-based, you know, communication. Mm-hmm. It'll probably get somebody started and then they're never staying and they're never coming back. And so when you do it with math first, you can't leave the finances out. They deserve a massively awesome salary and a massively awesome bonus structure because chiropractic is an awesome business and we do really well financially and they're a huge part of it. So they should share. But the first lesson learned was that it literally needs to be, and it's going to sound super cliche, everyone. It has to be impact and mission driven first, and then you make the money match to Mm. the, the mission and the impact created. And so I was going B to A and I turned over a team again and again and again, both CAs and associates, and it kind of just kept hitting my head against the wall. And just, I actually then just hired another KPI. Co- I went to another coaching group, and that was all about spreadsheets and math. And they had never built, I, I'll try and simplify it. Just listen to the advice of someone who's actually done it successfully. If somebody, do you know how many, this is a rant, guys, this is a tangent, but it's a Not very point cool. tangent. Okay. Do you know that 90, maybe 95% of chiropractic coaches currently in our profession have never successfully had associates? They're, they're hmm. solo. Just look at them. All, just, and it's going to sound judgy, but it's not meant to be. It's meant to provide contrast and clarity. Mm-hmm. Look at their offices. You know, they're, they're 1,200 square feet. You know, they, they, they have two rooms, two CAs, never had an associate. That need, that'll tell you all you need to know about their ability to lead. So if you want to get up to your solo practice and then have a ceiling for the rest of your life. Those are the perfect coaches for you. Those are the perfect mentors for you. So I was taking advice about associate. What an, I'm an idiot. And I say this out loud. I'm like, damn it. Um, <laughs> it's, I was taking advice from people who had never done it. Right. So it was, you know, it was never going to work. And so, so really what it ended up being Zach and Spencer, it was like, I took the blueprint I took the contract, I took the blueprint, I took everything that everybody else had taught me with associates and how 95% of the profession does it. And I'm not even kidding, it's this simple. I literally flipped it on its head. 
I 180'd everything, right? We pay a very healthy salary instead of $36,000, hand them a dry spine and tell them to go to Costco and get their own new patients. That's called being a business owner. <laughs> When, yeah. when you make your associate market and get new patients, the one thing they suck at and never done, and you're you're just, you know, swimming up a creek of like guaranteed failure for both. And so right. our associates don't need to do that. They, they come in to serve. There's a lot of people for them to serve. There's a lot of value when they do serve. And so they get paid really well to do it. And then those who, and there's usually about a three-year mark with the way we do it, um, we have our young docs or other docs come in. There's, there's two different associates that are perfect for PwC and practices like ours. And we're teaching this to all of our PX docs. So that's why I'm on one here. You have the young startup, you know, coming right out of school. They know they want to run their own practice one day, but in an ideal world, a three-year associateship would be awesome instead of awful, right? Like, mm -hmm. like most, it would be building instead of destroying their, their self-worth and their confidence, their skill set. So we have residencies of two to three years where we know they're moving back home to be with their family, you know, at the end of that third year. So it's an awesome party thrown, you know, three year, it's a start to their next one. And now they've been mentoring in their third year. They're a mentor to the new first year and the second year. Right. And, and they're growing that way. Or at the end of their three years, PwC is building this big thing. Like we talked about before, there's a spot on the leadership team. If they want to grow into a leader and stick with us for 30 years, well, damn sure Christine and I will make that spot available too. Um, Cause that's how you grow an organization is, right. is through people. So that's a quick overview of, of our associate system, which we is, is one of the parts of PX. We really, really, really want to, you know, fix and repair within this profession is, is that system. Have you ever, out of sheer curiosity, just on a quick note, have you ever had someone where maybe they initially during their interview process in their first year, they're like, Hey, I'm, I want to be in this for the long haul. And then that third year approaches and they're like, Hey man, thanks for the mentoring. I'm out of here. Has that ever happened before where you've gotten burnt on that or anything like that? Absolutely, brother, man. And never let it change you. You are all guys. If you care enough and push enough and hustle enough and serve enough, you'll also get burnt enough. You, you, you just will, you know, I'd like to give you sunshine and unicorns right here. Um, but you will, you will treat people wonderfully and they will treat you horribly. That'll just happen, you know, way less, by the way, on a percentage game, hardly yeah. at all compared to the amazing humans that just keep coming. And so because they get outpointed by good people, um, for me, none of it sticks to me. You know, that was their choice. Now the rest of their life is their outcome. And I know what that outcome is going to be. And so I just pray for them. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I just pray for them and then I move on from them and open up all my bandwidth for the next person. But yeah, two, three times over, um, had a veteran doc just really, you know, yeah. Two or three times over in, in both different ways. Yeah. Interesting to hear. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So in that program, like when you take in these young doctors, like, right, obviously, I mean, we're super young doctors, like just about to round out our first year. Um, there's a lot of development that happens really. I feel like in that first year, I guess, since we're there, what are some of the act like the tangible tools or things that you're using or giving to them to help one, like build self-awareness, build self-confidence yeah. and uh, really get them to like take ownership, like of this mission and of PwC. And well, I mean, you do it through the pediatric experience. Cause I mean, I I've, I've yeah. done it. So like, what yeah. are some of those things that you're actively doing? Yeah, that's a good. I, I'm glad you actually said that at the end. I would have forgot that answer because we take it's ours. So you almost, would you take it for granted? You know, the fact that you could use it. So 
what's happening right now, fellas, is this is the first year where our interns and our new associates like Ali, freaking Ali and Jonah, who we just hired, who are amazing. I mean, there's not a word to describe how wonderful they are. And the fact that they chose to stick with us here and serve is amazing. Um, this is the first year where I now have these docs coming out of school where we taught them, mentored them and, and, and put them through club PX. Right. So they've been mm. through club PX. They went through the certification seminar. They it, it's what I'm having to retool everything because now these people are at a different, they're further down the road than they used to be. Right. So I've had to retool my program and probably answer this way different than I would have 12 months ago. But what it looks like is this, those who go into an ideal associate position, like we built out within PX and PwC, what they have is just more time to go through the growth phases. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, whereas when you step in, you guys know it and you talk, talk about it every episode on this, when you go into practice on your own, right out of the gates, everything is put into super speed, right? You don't have as much time to figure out these phases. And and that's okay, because God made you someone who, you know, can can learn and grow and go with speed. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just meant for you. So what we do is the very first, it's not always clean, this clean on years, but it's easy to understand it this way. The first year is literally just about service and slaying subluxations. So they're only asked to just serve patients and be a part of the team. There's no pressure on them in terms of systems or marketing or you know anything at all other than just getting sick kids better and keeping healthy kids healthy, right? And so they have this nice long runway to just become clinical wizards. Now, the moment they kind of pull their head up and they're like, okay, I've got that in. I, I, I know how to... I know how to adjust. I know how to do these things. Then we turn them into communicators. Then we teach them care planning, communication, day one, day two. And we set them loose on, on seeing you know new patients that are coming in. And then in year three, we open up the business hood and we open up marketing. We open up systems and we'll give them some ownership of maybe they're going to do a workshop once a month or maybe they're going to be in charge of Instagram reels, whatever. You know, marketing has a lot of options to it, right? <laughs> um, that, that we're all running. So- Plenty of options in there to to divvy that stuff up, and so they'll get their they'll get real life action in that, and so that's the growth chart is adjusting and clinical results, communication, and then marketing and business, and then they again then that takes them to that mark right mm -hmm. where it's like okay this growth journey you're damn good at everything that's now required, go serve in where you're called to serve or stay here and we'll just keep keep putting you in, in play there. I like yeah. it a lot. It's, it's yeah. to me, I equate almost everything back to sports, but just watching the Lakers the past year with LeBron being 40 years old, you know, one of the best yeah. of all time. And then you have the, a guy like Austin Reeves, who's just yeah. firing, hitting threes, and he's just there to, to make plays. And it's very much like what you're saying with that first year associate where it's come in, adjust only, see the miracles, which is, you know, going back to what you were saying, which is so important, especially I know from Parker with our clinic experience, we do not get to see miracles. Uh, yeah, basically at all. And so getting to see someone through a care plan, getting to see their results is is awesome to hear. And I think that's that's an amazing, amazing way I to did, set up I, the association. I forgot one thing that's crucial in there because it's not technically on paper. It's just what Christina and I do, I think, on autopilot. But Spencer, I know it's you you guys nailed it and you guys speak to this. They become part of our family instantly. So we lead our team. Um, another one of those antithesis kind of moves we make with leadership. People say, don't get cl too close with your team. It's your job to give them a paycheck. No, it's it's our job to give them a purpose and a fulfilling life. You have, God calls leaders and business owners to a different way. Old school, that's why it didn't work. That's why CEOs got such a bad rap. 
it was do what you're told for your paycheck. We do the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. Our team, we've already had two two PwC pool parties out here on the farm. It's only June 20th or whatever, right? They're family. In fact, they're so family and we're such close friends with them. My kids make fun of us all the time. They're like, you guys don't actually have friends. They <laughs> they pretend to be, they hear from all the other idiots you, out in the world about how, you know, it should be. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, no, Addison, you know. You yeah. got, once you have kids, you know, you just like, trust me, your, your, you know, your balloon will never get too inflated because, you know, they'll pop it at, at every, every chance they get. Long story short with that part, um, what we do, and actually Jonah and Allie were, were really clear in saying this to us. And they want to be around us for the life aspect, for the character aspect, for the faith aspect, for the marriage aspect, for the parenting aspect, for, you know, and so what we do, you guys, and not everybody's comfortable doing this, but I think if you don't do this, you're never going to have a great team and build legendary things. We invite them into every part of our life and and they become a part of our life. And so that character growth, they get around by getting around us. They get into rooms with Josh Axe. Um, when you go on Sundays at church, you'd see PwC. We call our, our PwC family for this purpose here that I'm talking about. We basically take up a whole section, you know, at church yeah. and we're there, we're there together and, and do that. Our kids are in youth group together. You know, I have zero doubt there's going to be marriages fostered from, you know, CA's <laughs> kids to, to these sort of, there's, there's going to be chiropractic marriages and weddings one day. And so I went in the wrong order, Spencer, the right answer, the first answer is that they're staying here to be a part of our family and learn how to live this kind of a life of servant leadership and in, and enjoyment and impact. And then the chiropractic jobs are taught after that. Yeah. And I think that's something I, I picked up, you know, from guys like yourself, I'm, I'm mentored by Travis Stewart and we were having a conversation where there's this almost the shift in, in this kind of new CEO, at least in the chiropractic world, where instead of referring to oh, my CA or my associate, we're just referring to them as their names. And you have no idea what their job title is because not only are there they might be your office manager, they might be your CA, but they're a person and they have a purpose and they have all of this. I think that really elevates the overall setting of, of the practice and, and what really makes yeah. a, a game changer. And it's, it's something I've taken yeah. away from. I mean, I'm not a part of PX, maybe I should be, but uh, taken away from listening to that's all, not your, a maybe, all your free stuff. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a maybe. Maybe's yeah. and shoulds don't get you very far, bro. You know, true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, I know what I'm doing after the podcast, but, um, but you know, something I've taken away from listening to you is, is you never refer to them as your CA or your, your yeah. associate. It's always by their name. And then you let yeah. people know what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. So that's, that's yes, awesome. Sir. How yes, is sir. that? Yeah. Words. How has that been balanced has in practicing I don't really like to talk too often about boundaries, but yeah, regard. I mean, you're having all these people over to your family. Uh, yeah, how has that been practicing boundaries, uh, especially for for you and Christine, and having the time together uh, as a couple? Yeah, it's way simpler than I think everybody makes it. The whole balance thing, and it, across, you can take that word and go everywhere else with it. It only gets complicated when we make it complicated. It's like it's like chiropractic. The public is only confused by chiropractic because chiropractic got confused first, <laughs> right? You know, and, and it is literally we're chiro- we're cause doctors, so there's just a cause, and then there's the effect, right? And so because people try and make it this clean, perfect, oh, with my spouse who runs the company with me at dinner, we're not going to talk about dinner. Christine and I would literally be like. I'd be like, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. You know, like 
we care so much about what we do. We love it, right? So we have the appropriate boundaries, but they're way different than what everybody else's are, right? Because that is just a false reality. And, you know, we see this with like, it, that's what I love about you too. A lot of folks, you know, um, are just living in a false reality, right? You know, what they think it is ain't what it is. And, and it breaks my heart for them. And so what it looks like is we just don't even see a boundary. We see one connected life with our team, with each other, with our kids or their family. Our kids come into the practice. When we just added on to, PI, or to PwC again, and there was chairs to be installed and carpets to be put down. Yes, this, this is a great real life case study for everyone, forever forward, I think, in running a business. Um, certainly, we could afford to pay someone to um, in, put the chairs together from Polly and Bark. Basically, Christina, you know, is the Joanna Gaines of chiropractic. Um, <laughs> so PwC will always look like a badass coffee shop and all that. So we get high end furniture and all this other sort of stuff. We could pay someone to uh, have put those together on those weekends that we expanded PwC, the Saturdays and the Sundays, and we could have been in our pool or doing our things. We love the thing that we do, which is business. And so our kids came in and always will. And Oliver installed furniture and the little uh, tiny and uh, tiny is Amelia's nickname and Elena. When we put the carpet down, they were my human carpet rollers. So I would literally roll them over the carpet to, to, to get it to flatten <laughs> onto it. Just another example of 15 years later, I can tell you our kids are business owners with yeah. us. Our team members are business owners with us do they technically have a line in the sand where they can turn it off but yes but because we've brought them in they're that much invested to us so i'm probably not given the best answer because i don't have a good definition of 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 that like most and you know and i that's the most enjoyable way that we've been able to do it because for a little bit of time i think we had the coaching and the mentors in the books where it was like you know, don't do this with your team and then don't go on a date night every single week and don't talk about the business. That was probably the most uncomfortable, awkward <laughs> time of Christina and I's life. We we're like, that's dumb. Let's not do dumb stuff anymore yeah. and just live our freaking life. Yeah, I know. I know. Very true. Moments, not not married, not with kids. I think this I think I could say this. Hopefully Spencer doesn't upload this podcast uh, tomorrow because it ruins the prize, but getting engaged this Sunday um and so i'll be engaged let's the time go. listeners are listening uh super excited but morgan and i have never even had that conversation of let's not talk business we're, we're both owners of our own practices and it just naturally comes about Good. so we do every day it'd be weird not to talk about work i've never been around couples that don't talk about their work and so just be like you know having to come yeah, up with these cue cards of what is your deepest desire in the next five years that's not natural no one wants oh. to do that you know um so it's, it's awesome to hear that and i think for for the chiropractic student especially there's so much talk at least while me and spencer were in school and i'm sure with you like in this optimization you got to have this planner and you got to have you know if i'm a, if i'm a enneagram three i have to be doing all of these things and it's like you're making it so complicated that you just i i feel like i would be talking with friends and this is like losing track of the human experience it's like let's just come back yeah. to to being real people you know let's not be yeah. we're chiropractors we're already weirdos which is totally awesome but let's yeah. not make it super yeah. weird we're you know we, we lose track of of the human experience yeah you you said the word that i think summarizes this and it's probably my number one take on dude th what god has busted with this is why i always tell the story about being a farmer first and i my greatest mentor ever is my dad who just doesn't complicate anything don't 
complicated. None of it needs complication. None of it needs interference or subluxation, right? Just don't complicate anything. It's the, it's why our practice works so well. It's why I'm personally able to work so well. It's why Christina and I work so well together. And it's why PX works so well as, as a mentorship and a training, because there's just not complication into it. And if you don't inject it in, you don't get it out. And so that's, that, those would be my number one. Maybe that should be my tattoo, right? Don't complicate it. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and just, if somebody asked me a question, I just be like, that's the answer. It's on, it's on my arm. And I wrote it. I would have it so that you could read it. <laughs> That'd be yeah. awesome. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Yes. Way. Yeah. 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 Um, so it is like pretty simple. Like um, it kind of dumbfounds me a little bit because, you know, I get I get mentorship from uh, you, obviously, uh, both like kind of like, I guess, indirectly, directly through the pediatric yeah. membership. Right. But I get live training uh, every Tuesday also by Dr. Matt Morris, where he mentors me and stuff. And I'm like, hey, how do I move into the CBO role as fast as possible? Which like in that org chart, it's the chief vision officer, which is like, you know, where you're at. That's where Matt is. Um, and I just say, dude, how do I get there as fast as possible? And he just is like, just develop yourself, learn leadership. Yeah. What are some things that you are doing to develop your leadership? What yeah. is what's I that? love that. Dude, Greg and and Matt, you know how close Matt. You know, so the the coolest thing is on the on the arc of that, like you know, when Matt was first getting up and going, you know, that was back in the previous organization, right? That I was mm -hmm. working with, where I did do a little bit more direct coaching, and I realized that hey, God, I, there's only so much. It's like it's like adjusting. There's only so much um, direct bandwidth you have, right? So that's why we figured out this model with PX, where I can influence and impact you with a little bit more indirectness at the same time. So I love how you map that out. That feels good that it's working. And then in another way, there is a list of people that I've had that I've kept, I can pull it up in a hot second on, on my laptop. I've got a Google sheet of about 25, actually it's probably about 30 um, docs now that I just feel like, like God said, Hey, if you pour in to Matt, a little extra, if you pour into Luke Reinhardt, a little extra, if you pour into Sharina, a little extra and savvy, um, in that, then they can pour into Spencer and Matt and others. And so I love that. Cause that's like, Matt is just, Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm probably not answering. I'm just sharing excitement for how great that case study is and how great of a human he is. Full freaking credit to him. He just, he takes it. He does it. He gets the work done. He hits the next growth phase and he comes back with the next question. And it's a damn good question. It's not some pull it out of, you know what question it's like, Hey, I need this. I'll take the answer. I'll go do it anyways. And that's exactly how you two are as well. So match made in heaven there with, with Dr. Matt Morris, former Illinois boy who moved down to Florida, pansy. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> what, what he grew up around here. So what I do with leadership is it is I require myself and I love this requirement. Forcing things is a good way to do it when it's the things you love. So required to read one leadership book a month. Okay. And I've got that list of you have it. I'm sure both of you do, but I'll let's send it again. You can put it in the notes of this one. I've got my list of my top leadership books and I've by reading one a month. Perfect. By reading one a month, that may mean I go back and read, you know, this, I read the best ones every year, right? To to, to learn more and immerse out of them. 50%, uh, I'm so meticulous with this stuff. 50% of my podcast listening is on leadership. 
All right. So the shows that I follow are at least 50% of my time. And I live out in the country and I do a lot of lawn mowing. So I have a lot of podcast time. 50% of it is that. And then the the third move, those are things I could obviously do on my own, right? Buy books, listen to podcasts, YouTube videos, everything else. The third one is I pay to be mentored. So I'm a part of the leaders mastermind with Dr. Axon and those guys. And about three, four years ago, back when we were going through those phases earlier, and I realized, holy crap, dude, nobody told you, but you're in the leadership phase and you suck at it. And the coaches I had had never succeeded at it. I needed to exit that group and go to one that that was their thing. And it's in the freaking name, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With leaders and uh, and all that. So that's a great website to follow. That's a great Instagram. You know, the leaders mastermind, the leaders Instagram, leaders.com. That is Josh's God's mission for him right now. Obviously, he's made a huge impact in the natural health and nutrition and supplementation space. And that phase of his is 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 done and, and others are running it. And he bought leaders.com, literally the URL, www.leaders.com. And they will enter the sports and the media world with character and core values and faith. And um, so I love being a part of that. And it has changed my life to learn how to lead by someone who's actually done it. That's awesome. I have, I have two questions. I, I mean, Spencer and I both love leadership as well. Are you more of a John Gordon or John Maxwell fan is the first question. John Maxwell. John yeah, Maxwell. John, yeah I, that's, and that's hard to choose. I, I go right just because I love things in order. You know, yeah. you'll find when you sign up for PX this afternoon that, um, see what I did there? Yeah, that yeah. everything is, yeah, everything is taught is sequentially. You know, it's like step one, step two, step three. So Maxwell's books all have a number yeah. and a list. Right? 21 irrefutable laws. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I'll, and I'll then, vouch for the order of PX. I'll, I'll vouch for that. <laughs> I, I was the guy that picked and choose. And I was like, oh, I think I want to learn about this. I think I want to learn about that. And then I was like, uh, I don't understand it out of context. And then I started doing it. And every time I would finish the first section, it would show up yeah. in practice. The second section, but dude, when I finished, I didn't get a perfect storm case until I finished the perfect storm clinical. Yep. And I was yep. like, oh, dude, I was like, because God is like, oh, man, you're ready for it now. I didn't start like kicking up my SEO until I finished the marketing stuff. I didn't start converting and like didn't pay in fulls until I did the communication and all that stuff. So uh, kudos to your order. And I'll vouch for uh, Dude, that, thank you for sharing that because the team and I go back and forth on that all the time. Wanting to serve people best, you know, it's like, okay, if somebody comes in and they really are just excited to jump into marketing, you know, should we let, should there be a blueprint? And they can, but like the best order always is in sequence, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, cool, man. Awesome. 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 And then with you having been working with, with Dr. Axe and is it Sullivan and then Tahoe, yeah. Oh, and then Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Sullivan and Dave two Hill. They are Hill, God yeah. put those men together. They're just incredible. Yeah. What, what has been the biggest or maybe two, two questions. What has been the biggest lesson you've learned? And it could be the same answer, but what has also been the hardest lesson you've learned about yourself becoming a leader, working with those three. Man, yeah, uh, you nailed it, dude. It's actually the same answer. Son of a gun. Um, the biggest and hardest lesson, and I, I'm not even all the way to the other side of the, the hard part of it yet and fully accepting it. And obviously you have to fully accept some, accept something as full truth to take action. I, I would probably grade myself. It's like loading. It's like when you're loading the software, I'm, I'm about a hundred percent and I'm praying every single day to get to a hundred percent. So here's the answer. Um, the fact that God called me to do it and I can do it. And you guys know. That's my least favorite word. That that single, you know, single vowel word is my least favorite word. I, 
I have without a doubt been called to be the voice of pediatric chiropractic in the world, right? Like that's, that's just my journey. And, and uh, so Josh has been the voice for, you know, he built Dr. Josh Axe before he built ancient nutrition. Right. Mm -hmm. And so ancient nutrition has had an enormous as a company has had an enormous impact on millions of lives and it's a billion dollar valuation. And so, but that started with personal branding for him. And it's been the hardest lesson for me to learn brother man and brothers, because I was resistant to it because if I had my way, it wouldn't have my name on it. It just wouldn't. I, I just don't want that. I don't need that. Um, but I do want the impact and families do need the impact. So I have a strategic enough brain and mentorship from these guys to say it needs to be. So we're building PX docs. That isn't drtonyebel.com, but on socials, the brand is me as the tip right. of the spear. That then is that trusted doctor that families in your town, my town and every town can lead. And then PX will train you guys to the level that I can trust you to be the doctor that they see at the end. And so the team knows this. this is a very internal thing. I haven't shared this too much externally like this, but um, I didn't just take that. I prayed. I was on the lawnmower when God sent me the vision. I, I get all my visions on the lawnmower out here. And, uh, and God's like, you know, that's your, that's your next calling is to be the worldwide, you know, uh, millions of views, YouTube, TV, books, everything. That's the plan over the next 10 to 20 years. And then I, I, I came back at him with prayer and I was like, I'm like, how about this? It's like, God's looking at my whiteboard. I'm like, how about we just change, you know, yeah. how about we just change it 20 <laughs> degrees this way? And, you know, and it's not all me and it's not all me, but um, I don't know if I'm making any sense with that. You can see no, I'm still a thousand. And I get, I, you're still, still wrestling with it for sure. And I think it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something I've, I've come to learn about myself in this brief time being an entrepreneur, but there's, there's the ego, which we all kind of think about as this, mm -hmm. we're too good at everything. But then there's also this false ego that tells us we're not good enough. And it's it's really overcoming and balancing the two. Uh, and it's really awesome to see see you going through that. And I mean, it's it to me, it's it's equivalent to Hormozy building of acquisitions.com, right? That's that's exactly it is. I mean, it's it's the same yep. thing and and personal branding, which takes a frick ton of time, as I'm sure you've learned. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, and there's that adage too in a chiropractic practice where we're taught, don't be a personality practice, right? You want, you want to be able to sell. And if it's, if it's Dr. Tony, that is the reason people are coming yep. in when you go to sell or whatever, then, you know, it's, it's over. And so there's that, I'm sure yep. that constant battle going on. So that's, that's really, it really is. cool to hear and just yep. let you kind of voice that out. Cause I'm sure it's something yep. you're obviously wrestling with. So it is, I think it's it is, it God has it. <clears throat> go ahead. <clears throat> Oh, no, I would say I think that's something that we all kind of come to terms with where we have to face that choice or not to pick up the banner and step out in front for everyone. Um, and it just to to the level of degree um, that we feel comfortable doing that is whatever. I mean, I think on our vision podcast episode, I said, like, yeah, I feel like I have to be the next person to kind of like lead the education space and like bring true chiropractic philosophy back to other chiropractors, you know. Um, and so I feel a calling to eventually lead, uh, you know out of business into teaching because you, know, yeah. you don't get it in the education space. And I love to teach, um, I, you know, I heard you on that one and I've shared I heard that episode and I was like, damn straight, because you know, you know exactly what messy complicated waters you would wade into with that journey. Right. And so it's gotta be somebody that God calls and then crafts and it's you. And it says, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to stay strong through it and get to the other side with it. Yeah. It's exactly that brother.
I well, I have a couple more questions. I know we're probably running out of time here, but mm-hmm. I was I was at oh, dinner with, with Brett Jones one night and I asked him, I was like, hey, why when did chiropractors was it like BJ was the only one that was able to share miracles? And then once BJ passed away, I feel like we never heard miracles again until really the past two or three years with social media. Um, but even still, like from at least my limited viewpoint, there's powerhouse docs everywhere, but yet we only hear of miracle stories from people like yourself, Tim, yet like yeah. these, these voices. Why are we not sharing that message more? Uh, I don't have a very good answer. It It is literally any good marketing and like, even if you just put that hat on and marketing and branding and you said, what matters most? Hormozzi would say this, Gary Vee would say this. It's social proof. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's success stories or testimonials, whatever same title you want to put on them. For us, it's literal actual miracles. I mean, you can't, it's not like, hey, my yard got mowed faster. You know, other people <laughs> share testimonials and they're lame as could be yet move the needle mm-hmm. in, and uh, they're lame in terms of contrast to this. So yeah, that thankfully has never co- been a complicated answer for me. We produce, you know, three testimonials per week on all platforms. I built the website to be the miracles first, then the information for whatever reason, chiropractic thinks we can win on information and education, which just comes across as telling people how they're wrong and what to do. If that's the first thing that they're holding, nobody loves stats, facts, or Karen. Right. And so they just, it's so, we share it always goes inspiration you know spencer could recite this with the the three eyes inspiration first so that's miracles and emotions then information then let him then okay okay here's how that happened we can make sense of it for you and then um the invitation yeah every one of my presentations act that I'll, I'll get into the marketing space it usually begins with a picture of the woc and the story of bj which was actually just he bought it um you know just over 120 years ago um, sorry, just over hundred years ago, just bought out WOC literally, nice. I think it was quadrupled or five X the size of the transformer. And there's audio. So he's like, now I can take the message of chiropractic from California to Canada, right from yeah. Davenport, Iowa, dude, yeah. BJ would have slayed social media. What we're doing, <laughs> we're clearly the most active people on social media leading the charge. And you can see a lot of the, we just launched PX plus, right. The, the done for you part of that BJ would have been a beast to it. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it, it works. I, I love, I love those, those discussion boards on Facebook where, you know, people are talking about adjusting videos or sharing, sharing miracles and testimonials and people are like PJ would have never liked this. And I'm like, I think he would have loved it. He would have had the highest rating on YouTube. Like he would be crushing it and just putting out content left. You ever, right. you ever seen the video of the thoracic knee chest adjustment done on the roof of West yeah. Hall? Uh, yeah, I watched that guys- so many times. You can so see you can see the soul leave the leave the body and come back to and the and hair his, flip and the, yeah. The hair flip, the guy's abdomen basically bounces. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And then the hair flip is just perfectly in slow motion. Oh yeah, he would have that video would have been see, and here's what it goes back to the section we were talking about before. He wouldn't have complicated it because he doesn't give any craps about those Facebook forums and other chiropractors. He cared about serving patients. And when you care solely about reaching patients, you you use the tools that are right in front of us to reach patients. Yeah, I think it's the same reason, uh, like when you say like why people don't share their miracles, I think it's the same reason people don't share Andy Frisella's show. Honestly, it's yeah. the fact that they're scared of the judgment and they're scared right. to, for people to call us quacks and for people to say that we didn't. We're like, all right, well, you tell that to this person who got those results. Tell us if we're <laughs> fake. Yeah. Yep. yeah, That's the best just, about pediatrics. 
it, it takes the placebo out of it. You know, a baby getting yep. better. The baby's not like, oh, I really want this chiropractic thing to work. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's just... It's just pediatric miracles. That's also what's great. Pediatric miracles are louder, and I would say cleaner and safer for this context, right? Like, who's who's going to argue with that mom? You want to take her on? Have fun. She'll chew you up. You know, I agree. You're done. That's one of the biggest ways that internal referrals come in is because people like who are seeing other pediatric chiropractors, quote, who are not PX chiropractors, and I tell them actually, I was like, the people that say they're pediatric chiropractors don't have this kind of training, and um, they like. I don't want to like, I'm on the PX hype train. I don't want to make it all about the PX hype train, but (laughs) when people come in, they say like, I feel like you're specialized. I feel like you can help me. And I feel like, you know what you're talking about, even though you're younger than everyone else and you haven't been open your office is smaller, all those things. But, um, I feel like that is just like the biggest thing you can't argue with it. And that's what creates internal referrals for us too. But, um, my last question for you is if you had to go back to yourself on day one, when you started up, when you're in your big what now moment, what would be your advice to your startup self? My advice to um, my startup self would just be to think twice. Um, I guess that would be now actually in a perfect, my actual wiring is I wouldn't change anything. Right. Cause I've just fallen in love with that, what mm-hmm. God has given of course, me, in, yeah. in, you know, and we're all that way. Right. But, but if I had the chance to speed up the lessons, cause y'all know I love speed more than anything, I would slow down to speed up, which would be, I would go into these other certifications and programs and things that I did. And before immediately sprinting from the seminar back to practice and putting, you know, all this other non-chiropractic stuff in play, I would say, think twice. Is that really what you want to do? You know, do you really need that stuff in the practice? And maybe I would have caught myself a time or two before running sideways, which would have kept me kept me moving forward. Yeah, and then, then the last question I have, if you could give one or two tangible things to start doing other than what you had already mentioned as a student on break, going and shadowing and doing all the seminars, what are two things from a character way to start building up yeah. and becoming the best chiropractor? What are two ways uh, a student or even a first, second year doc can start doing right now? Yeah, I love that, the character. And and you injected the part that goes right to where I was going to answer. So you need, you need a chiropractic mentor in terms of like, hey, I can go here to learn how to adjust and I can go here to learn how to communicate and market and build a business. And, you know, you could almost kind of call that a coach, right? Or, or a teacher in that frame. And then you need a mentor. You need someone whose life is like, I almost said looks like, and this is why it's trickier. So it's, it's hard on the surface. And here's, I'll give you the exact way to do it um is like the one you want so because in today's world when people come and this actually existed long before social media none of the problems that we have today here's my gary v again right none of the problems we have today are new they're just a little bit more front and center and revealed with social media right so back in the day anybody could and they still do this they could go to your school they could go to us you could they could be speaking at a seminar that you are at and via slides or their words from the stage, they could say, look at how great my life is, my marriage, my kids, my health, my happiness. And you know what, guys, long before social media, I got on the chiropractic speaking circuit and I would go to dinners afterwards, you know, the speaker's dinner, the behind the curtain stuff with these people. Um, and I was real young and real new into it. So I thought it was going to be really great. And at least 80% of the time, it was really not great. 
because what people said they were and what they actually are, who they said they were and who they actually are was the exact opposite. It was gross. It was nasty. It was within one year of traveling. I skipped every single chiropractic event speakers dinner. And I, I would either, now there's 20%. I'm going to come to that. I'm going to help you find those 20% of people. And I would just either do room service. Somewhere. I'd FaceTime the kids, <laughs> do room service, and like fall asleep by nine o'clock. Part of that's because I'm old as hell. Um, But the other part is I just don't want to be around gross people and idiots. Like if you aren't who you say you are and you don't value your relationship with the Lord, with your family and everything else, like I, so I just avoided that, which also helped me go towards what I actually am trying to get across here. So then my list of actual mentors got real short, right? Like people I really, really, really wanted to listen to and connect with. And I'm glad that that happened early for me because you need that person whose relationship with the Lord, whose relationship with their family, who values their health and their happiness. You need that chiropractor too. And I'll say I, I love in a perfect world, this is getting real choosy for you guys because I love chiropractors and I love our impact on the world. So the better we work on ourselves and the better we become, the more impact we make inside out, right? And so you have this, I really want you to have chiropractic ones because then that's real relatability to, to what you do. They don't have to have your initials either. There's people in your church. There's patients mm -hmm. you're going to have who could become your mentors. I was blessed to have that. And so you need to seek out these people with everything you have. And the way you get beyond the facade, because right now you might be like, well, how the hell do you know they're real? Um, force yourself. So I'm, I'm annoying everyone. My, I annoyed my way to success. Okay. <laughs> um, mentorship. I was like, Hey, I'm coming to hang out with you. And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. Like, no. And then the next day I was just awkwardly standing there, you know, at their office and um, what are they not going to let me in? And uh, so you just, <laughs> you, you get that connected to them. So then you find out beyond the stage and beyond social media, like what kind of person are you really? And every time you get beyond guys, you're not going to like what you see, but then you know, hey, I don't need to follow this person anymore. I can unfollow, block, and delete. The list of people that, um, all right, I should shut up after this, but I'll say it. I'll, I, actually, I should <laughs> shut up right now. Um, but <laughs> no, Spencer knows me better than that. Yeah. So so I'll say this sort of at, at the end. Um, my list of people blocked and unfollowed on Instagram and Facebook for my phone is actually about 80% of the listed speakers at most other chiropractic events. And um, it's just been for whatever reason, God's journey for me to get to know a lot of folks and be like, not for me. And so I then don't, I, I then very, I take that to action and I'm like, okay, well, I can't have that in my life. I don't want one little drip of that to stick on me, right? And so I, I stop all that. I don't take invites. You won't see me doing a lot of speaking events outside our own stuff anymore. And I'm not trying to be an egotistical a-hole. I'm just protecting my time and my purpose and my productivity and um, gonna build the biggest one. Not gonna spend any time tearing others down. We're just gonna haul ass forward. And those that are right with us will haul ass with us. Awesome. awesome. Sorry, that was real long. That's Real great. Life. And I, I'm just, I'm just going to be annoying here because I, I see a vision for Spencer and I putting on a, a what now conference uh, in the next couple yeah. of years. And we're going to be annoying and we're going to invite you and make sure you're there. Um, but uh, this was, that's, this was great. That's an easy yes. This that's was, an this easy was yes. awesome. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with? I know it's been a long, our typical episodes are like 30 minutes, but anything <laughs> else that you want to leave our listeners with whether it's a, a sign of hope or whatever that you're like I, I just have this word on my heart that i want to share 
Yeah, totally. Totally. Go experience miracles. I love my favorite. We talked about so many of my favorite things today, guys. This was awesome. What a blessing to be with you guys. I, I respect the heck out of you too. And I see where you, I, I not only see what you're doing, but because of what you've done and how you've done it and who you are, I know where you're going. So I have a blessing to be. I'm Thank you. we're we're brothers. We're in this together. Um, so go experience miracles, students and practicing doctors. This isn't just for students. Go shadow, come to PwC, you know, come up here and see it. Go to Spencer's office, go to Zach's office, go experience miracles and just let them get sticky on you. You get that close to the miracles that chiropractic creates for kids and families. And you'll know exactly what to do after that. That will take care of the plan. Amen. That was awesome. That was awesome. Well, Dr. Tony, where, where can our listeners, if they haven't found you, where can they find you on social media and how can they get plugged in with PX? Yeah, I'm going to fire off a list because these are all great places. So um, one of the places to really get immersed and get some just incredible free resources and training, we pour into this group and love it. It's our Facebook group, Pediatric Chiropractic Today. So if you want to get a taste of like, what would it look like, you know, to be mentored and trained inside the pediatric experience? Peds today is that perfect first place because we we pour a lot of great stuff into that. And it's just clean. And then Instagram, my personal is drt.pxkidkairo. So, and you can find it, search for my name. And then you got to follow at the pediatric experience on there as well. And mm -hmm. so I'd send you to Instagram because just a lot of good, good action there. If you want to see the public facing, if you want to see how much impact we're making just straight to parents and then sending them to our directory where Spencer is and Zach, you're about to be and others, <laughs> um, you go to px docs so that one's shorter just at px docs on instagram and you can see how we reach the message for millions um in that way and then that'll send you from there you can get our websites and our youtube and everything else that's awesome well thank you so much dr tony we look forward to if we ever have the opportunity to have you back on or whatever uh listeners definitely yep. hop on ig follow this man follow his practice i mean they're putting out great content on the daily he he speaks what he's or he lives out what he's speaking and so we're just super blessed to have him uh, and we look yep. forward to many more conversations. And I'm sure we'll even have a debrief podcast of me and Spencer just talking about our thoughts of this conversation. Yeah, so, yeah. Dr. Tony, thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Guys, you got thank it, you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the What Now podcast. If you thought that this was fire emoji, then go out, share it on your Instagram, share it to someone that you think needs to be on purpose, on passion, like the three of us are. Uh, Dr. Tony, we are right there with you. We're ready to link arms and run uh, through a brick, yeah. brick wall with you. Um, share the show, leave a review, and thank you so much for listening to the What Now podcast. Peace. Peace out.